0: Welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast, a podcast platform to share interesting conversations from the most successful leaders within the Stockholm tech community. My name is Sophie Gould and I'm your host for today. So let's start with a round of introductions from you guys. Now what I like to do for an introduction is for everyone to give a a brief kind of overview of who you are, what you do and also something interesting and, and something fun or something that you're passionate about in life. Now this can be something to do with your position, something to do with the topic of the podcast or something completely random, random outside of that. Um, so, Anna, let's start with you. Cool. Yes,
1: yeah, So my name is Anna and I currently work as Head of Data Science at IKEA Sweden. And for those of you who aren't Swedes or live in the Nordics, IKEA is one of the largest retail companies in the, in the Nordic countries in Northern Europe then. So I started there one year ago, and before that I worked as a data scientist in the financial field at different banks and so on. And I I have a master in engineering physics, (laughs) a specialization in uh, theoretical physics. So, you know, I went from working with quantum computers to data science, but it's all logical, right? And, you know, you have the same kind of mathematics behind, so it wasn't that far of a step as it might sound. And then to add something I'm passionate about. Right, so this is my first uh, real manager role so to say before I was a team lead, but now I'm actually managing a team and, you know, everything that that implies. So what I'm trying to do is to make sure that all the, the new persons in my team, the ones that come directly from university or haven't had that much life experience yet, You know, I try to make sure that they don't have to do the same mistakes that I did when I started working. So both for my my female and um, male co-workers then, you know, to give them all this little advice that nowadays comes natural. You know, you know how to reach out to people also in the digital world. You know how to make your voice heard. You know how to present certain topics that might be you know a little uncomfortable but are still important to talk about so you know and then we have practice sessions so that they may practice that this for me so that they are prepared for the real situations in their daily work.
0: Nice I think that's it's so common isn't it that once you get to a certain level things come so naturally to you but yet you forget how you first felt when you was introduced Mm. into kind of um, the early stages so yeah that's That's great. (laughs) Nice. Um, And yeah, Linda will come to you.
2: Yes. So hi everyone. Uh, My name is Linda. I'm working as a product manager at Trustly. I have worked within IT for almost 20 years now and I have worked with software development in all different roles really enjoying it. I'm very curious as a person so I want to know everything. Uh, The only thing I haven't really tried is being a developer but um, some people have tried and I realized that this is nothing for me. Other people will always do this better than me. So I gave that up (laughs) and focusing on other things instead. And in all my roles I'm very passionate about and including culture, working with transparency, ensuring that everyone has something to say, also get the opportunity to say something. Uh, I think that we, when we don't have that culture, we also miss out on really good opportunities. Uh, people tend to not say anything when they have so much to say and so much to teach us. So I think it hasn't only to do with the roles that you have, but also, how you are as a person and allowing that for everyone that is super important for me and something that I really worked at. Nice
0: you're so right you do miss out on, on opportunities to learn because there's there's people that will, will not maybe share or if they're maybe a little bit introverted they can't tend to kind of stay in the background Um, but yeah that's so nice creating a culture where you can all be heard and then learn from each other it's perfect
2: yes in in one company uh, where I was CTO uh, we had this meeting and uh, this cleaning lady who cleaned the office uh, was around us she was very very quiet so she didn't disturb and I noticed that she stopped working and just listening in so after the meeting I I talked to her and she said well maybe I, I this is not my area but i have an idea and actually ha, she had a really good product idea that was super good so she was a part of the requirement and we developed that oh my god You felt so included in it. it was super fun to see
0: oh my god that's amazing that that's quite eye-opening isn't it like that situation
2: wow Exactly, and that's what software development is all about. We are making solutions for people that are using our products. Mm -hmm. So, not listening into them is where we also lack the ideas that come from the people using our products.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's lovely. Nice. And Tucci, welcome to you. Yeah. Hi everyone.
3: My name is Tucci, and I'm a senior developer. I'm specialized in uh, .NET, Microsoft Technologies, and I'm super excited to involve in this uh, podcast with all of you. And My passion actually is to empower women in technology. I really um, like seeing other women uh, and witnessing their successes. I'm also a mentor uh, and we talk about like the opportunities in technology. Technology is a very broad field. There are lots of opportunities to uh, a, a lot of people, uh, both technical skills and, like you mentioned, Linda. Even if you are not like uh, fan of being a developer, there is still a lot of things to do, and we all need uh, those skills. So those are the things that I'm, I'm doing on site as a mentor and I help other women to uh, thrive in this field and, and see their potential. And that is my passion. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to be
0: here. Oh, nice. That's that's good. I think it, it ties in quite nicely with what Anna said about giving people advice when you know it because you've been through it. And I think to do that, especially in a topic like women in tech, um, I think I the last podcast I did focused on women in tech and there was a statistic of like 20% of, of the tech world is, is women. Like that's crazy to think it's so low. Or I think it was like 17% even. Um, so even lower than 20%. So, yeah, I mean, that's an amazing passion to have and, and to be helping people. It's great. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and Patience?
4: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Patience Allen and I'm the uh, manager for two different teams, the entities team and the privacy team for Telia. Uh, Telia is a telecom company, but also has TV and broadband and other related uh, communication services. And uh, I'm in the IT department, which covers six different countries in the Nordics and the Baltics. So um, that's been pretty exciting and interesting process, uh, joining all those countries up. Um, And I've been doing that for about three years now. Um, What am I fascinated and passionate about? A lot of things. Um, And every day I find a new thing. But uh, what I think is important here with the women and diversity in tech is to, you know, take that point that you said, Sophie, of 20% is that there's a lot of talk about improving diversity. And everybody says, oh, we should do it. Yes, we should, you know, we should fix that. And yes, we should do it. And um, I am very concerned about taking those words and turning them into actions mm-hmm. and and saying, well, okay, let's put our money where our mouth is and let's make that happen. And how are we going to do that in a very real way? Um, and part of that is by leading by example. And uh, one of the things that I've been sneakily doing my sneaky trick is i hire in a lot of diversity and let other teams steal people from me oh wow nice (laughs) and so that's you know i take the high risk in quotes uh, candidates in and prove that they aren't really high risk candidates in any way shape or form and let other people take them and provide them with further growth opportunities um, and I've got a lot of other sneaky tricks like that that I <laughs> tried to do. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, you have to just get people in the door. That is really the main thing so that they can prove themselves. And that is often the hardest part. You know, people are, are clever at proving themselves once they're in the door, once they're given opportunities, once they have that exposure. But You know, the biggest challenge, I think, for women in tech and and for diversity, not just gender diversity, but all sorts of diversity, is just getting in the door, getting airtime with somebody who can hire you or bring you in or offer that internship or opportunity in whatever form it is. Um, So that's something I'm pretty passionate about, trying to see what I can do to impact that.
0: Yeah, nice. I know, I know you're you're quite big on that patience from the time we work together. But it's so true. I mean, I work with a lot of different tech companies and every single one of them would say, Yeah, we care about diversity, we wanna get more diverse as a company. Um, but when it actually comes to kind of crunch time do they go with with the diverse profile or do they keep it on like the safe bet for someone who's maybe more experienced got a bit more relevant in terms of um the, what they're looking for now i don't know whether that's the right thing to do the wrong thing to do but i definitely see um i definitely see what you mean that there is a lot of talk about it so you would expect that the kind of numbers of, of diversity would be rising and it would be leveling out by now but it doesn't seem to be <laughs> No, definitely. So yeah, I think um, it's a nice introduction into the podcast. Obviously, we've got a a generic focus on diversity in tech and yeah, it's such a relevant topic. It's not kind of industry or product related, so definitely applies to to everyone. And I think the reason that kind of diversity and inclusion is a big challenge is just because when you have a a team or a business or um, a project that consists of people from the same background, you do miss out on ideas and different perspectives, like like what you said, Linda. Um, now, I know that we've all got a, a number of different topics to discuss around this. And I know that this is going to be a good talk and our listeners are really interested in hearing the thoughts and the ideas surrounding this topic. Um, so, yeah, let's get let's get straight into it. Um, Anna, we'll we'll come to you first and and your question which is so interesting and it's how do you prove in a predominantly male dominated environment and company that your leadership skills are, are enough to move your career forward?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this is a, this is a complicated question, which is also why I wanted to bring it here. Uh, so should I start by, by saying by, like my experience, in my experience with work and so on, and yeah, then definitely. leave it open to the uh, to the table, Okay, good. Because I, I think, you know, that there are different ways you can go about it. So one of the ways is, of course, what you as an um, individual can do, and the other way to go about this, what you can do together with, with other persons that you find at the company. So, for instance, at one of my earlier companies where uh, there were a lot of of males working, you know, very, very good persons, that's not the thing. It's just that it becomes a little bit of a boys club very easily. So what we did there was to create a network of female analysts and data scientists. And then, uh, you know, the, the difference between a sponsor and champion, so everyone keeps saying that, find a sponsor that should sponsor you. But what you actually do want to find is a champion, so someone that talks behind your back about you know how good you are and that Anne is the right person to choose for this project she has done all these amazing things so we actually tried or we started champion each other in different meetings so I could say that yeah Fatima here she's brilliant you should choose her for doing these things and then Afros she's wonderful I mean she has done all these things she's the one that will drive your project forward so I mean you can do these things uh, for each other and then of course Uh, when it comes to what you can do about uh, (laughs) for yourself uh, you have to create some kind of visibility right i mean by demonstrating then how you add value in different initiatives uh, and then you have to understand what kind of initiatives that you should that you should focus on to start with because there are so many things you could you could uh, work on so so i mean what what i try to do is to then observe the, the company landscape so to say and and try to figure out which initiatives that, that I believe in uh, and then it can be committees or project teams and so on and then ask for a place in this, these meetings uh, and then if I, I mean if it's so if, if the subject I'm passionate about I probably have some you know suggestions and then you know I dare to to suggest something in the meeting that I think would lead to improvement And here it's very important to to be aware of that it's okay for the team to not take your suggestion. It doesn't reflect personally on you. It it might be bad timing, you know, they have another plan and so on. But but you should dare to to make suggestions then uh, in a polite way, of course, but still. Uh, And then I have a lot of other thoughts, but maybe I should, you know, leave (laughs) the room open for, for more
0: people to talk. Yeah. And what do you ladies think of that?
3: I mean, in my personal experience that uh, during my own career and also when I mentor other women, that we women, we don't own that technology is our field. That is the feeling that I I have, like this feeling when I have started my career and this is still very uh, valid. Uh, like um, because when you really own that this is the field that you are really passionate and you can really contribute in in many different ways. And when you have that mindset that even though it's man dominated, I'm also needed here as a female, then your, um, like your approach and your attitude will uh, automatically change. But if you do really don't feel that you belong to this field, if you really feel that I'm the minority, then of course you will not dare to, to talk and speak up and, uh, and say that this is my idea and whatever career path you would like to follow. Um, So that is really important. It's a lot of mindset, like stereotypes, that uh, it's man-dominated, women are minority. It is a fact, but we are the ones who can change and make a very big impact if you really start to change this or shift this mindset and help others. Like we are like... um, like, we have been in this industry for some time, and we are like, as a role models, can really um, impact other women in this field, I think.
4: And I think one of the things that is conversely or oddly the advantage in male dominated contexts is that you're easier to remember. Yes by being the only woman in the room or one of you. If you speak up at all, people are going to remember and they're going to be like, oh, it was that woman. Even if they don't remember your name and that's going to build your reputation, that's going to build your network, that's going to build awareness about you. And it's one of those things where, you know, tons of people know who the heck I am, even though I don't know who they are. And there's so many men who who I work with who are incredibly gifted and talented, but they're known as well because maybe they're not as loud as I am. Maybe they're not as visible as I am because I am one of the few women. Um, So I think it's just to, sometimes it's just to take advantage of that inherent advantage that you have in that kind of context and not see it as a, a disadvantage, but say, OK, how can I spin this to my favor and really work it? Um, and I think there is so much opportunity there if you're really willing to be proactive and grab it. But being proactive and grabbing it is sometimes scary and there is backlash and there is, you know, the flip side of it. But, you know, it's sort of like surfing. <laughs>
2: you
4: gotta, you gotta get on the board and try it and see see what happens. And you'll crash, but
2: hopefully you'll get up again. Yeah,
0: definitely. And and Linda, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think I think we maybe we're stuck in a trap here, uh, because I think as as long as we see it as a male dominated world, I think that we will always be seen as woman or male uh, instead of looking to. The competence that we actually have, why we are in the position that we do, and what do we contribute with. It doesn't matter the gender, it's more like the personality and the competence that you have. And I think for me, it's always important to be very true to myself. Uh, I try to not see it as as a male-dominated world. I have been in management team where I'm the only woman. Uh, And I have been in that position several times in several management teams. And if I see myself as the only woman, I will get stuck in that thought. Mm -hmm. And, And I will try to prove something that maybe I don't need to prove myself in that way. Maybe I should focus on what I can contribute with instead. So I try to not stuck in that trap because I see it as that.
0: Yeah. Yeah I think um, obviously the recruitment industry is quite similar so it's very very there's a lot more males than, than women and I think like what Tucci said when, when I first started as a recruiter I, I definitely had the thoughts of kind of like imposter syndrome like I shouldn't be here because I'm young because I'm a woman um, and you do kind of think is is this is this the right thing but you've got to be yourself you've got to kind of persevere through it and, and know that when you get to a point where you are kind of established or you've had some level of success and and you know your worth that that it can definitely um it doesn't matter whether it's a a male environment whether there's 80% men 90% men because you're like you said just as worthwhile and and it's not a difference in gender it's you're here because of who you are rather than oh well should you be here because you're a woman
2: there's definitely some overlap there Mm -hmm. At least that's what we hope, right? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not there because we are a number on any KPI or like a business plan or something. That yeah. uh, we actually are in the position we are because we have that competence and we have the right personality and that is what the company is looking for. But,
1: but, but I also want to add that that before you reach that kind of 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 seniority or maturity in your way of thinking, because it takes some time and it takes some life experience to to actually trust yourself to that extent. Uh, And if you still uh, have the feeling that, that, you know, it it might be tricky to to reach certain points in in, uh, in companies and and you feel that your male colleagues might be slightly favoured. Uh, I mean, and if you then want to to then you know emphasize your competence in different ways, uh, my suggestions for all the all these women out there would be to do it. I mean, you you can either do it in a push way, you can do it in a sneaky way. I mean, you should choose a way that that suits you, then, of course, and and that suits the situation. But. I mean, think of. I would like to remind people to think of the long-term goal. I mean, if if the goal is to to reach, you know, a certain point or to or to be able to contribute at a certain level, it's okay to to uh, give up things along the way, such as if if you want to be part of a team um, and maybe you have the feeling that they are not uh, at the the timing isn't good, you know, for you to make a suggestion of improvement in the team, you, you might be able to talk to the team leader afterwards, and even if this person then might take this idea as his or her own, I mean, you would still have an in to that team, right, and then be part and then, you know, be able to contribute in a better way. So, so, but, but I agree with you, Linda, you know, at a certain point in time, you reach the kind of, 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 of security in yourself or, you know, that, yes, I am able to contribute because I am good as I am. But it, it does
2: take some time. Or you have to pretend. Yeah, that's <laughs> very good. Yeah. I think that when when you're, because that's that's completely true. And sometimes we, we have the tendency to, to forget about that. We have several years in the industry and we we have achieved some certain level of seniority. So, yes, I agree on that. But I think that. If I would give any advice to a younger woman in the position, ending up in a management team with only males or like that kind of situation, pretend and try to get a mentor. Someone that can push you and help you because I think it is within yourself you find answers and we need to help each other.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's um it's sulky and I think it's it's a tough one because with the diversity and the women in tech, you my last podcast we highlighted of the kind of with these events are us contributing to the women in tech events does that make the segregation more because then you do see it as women and men but what i got a real good sense of was that a lot of women do tend to stick together and act as mentors and because you know the kind of struggles maybe that the other people that you've been through or other people have been through that you want to change that and help that um so yeah i think the, the the comment there on having a mentor is is really important and it can be it can be so comforting mm. Definitely. Nice. OK, well, Linda, we'll, we'll lead nicely on, on to your question, which surrounds kind of gender quotas and how that affects uh, women in particular in a leader position.
2: Yeah, and it's the same kind of subject that we have already been discussing, uh, because I think that another trap is to end up being just a number. Uh, I'm in a position where I just recently started at Trustly uh, and I had some companies where I did some interviews and I always ask for the diversity plan, how are they working with this and how are they treating gender quotas because it's important to me and So many companies, and this is kind of surprising, they say that, yeah, we want to be 50% equal and this is the plan we have. Like 2022, we are going to reach that goal. And then, okay, why? I know why I want the company to work on this, but does the company know why? And they're like, yeah, but this is super important. This is our KPI, we're working on this. And still, why? Have you understood why it's important? Do you understand what we can contribute with diversity in so many levels? What does it help the company? And for me, when I asked Trustly this, and they had this super good answer, which which was something that I really enjoyed. uh, And they, they said, like, they work on this not just because it's a fair thing to do, but it's helping the company understand the business. We contribute with different perspectives, different minds. We are working on solutions for different people. So we need to have a diversity. If we only hire one certain kind of person, then we will end up just doing one kind of solution. So working on diversity and doing that on all the levels, that will help the company. And I think that that is important because I don't want to be in this this management team where I'm the only woman and I start to think, am I just a number or am I here because I have the competence? I have the right personality. I am the right person because if I think that I'm just a number, will my colleagues feel the same way? And I actually worked in one management team. uh, I will not say in which company but I had a male colleague and he said this not in a rude way he was being honest and he thought that this was the right thing to say so he said that yeah I'm pro gender quotas because how could you women otherwise be leaders and I was like well (laughs) in the same way that you can we are competent we have knowledge we have the right personality and he was like no, that would not help you. It's super important that we ha- that we are working actively on this. And having one in the management team saying this, that really made made me understand that there are several people thinking that this is important just based on the numbers. I don't know if you other have any. An insight on this or have the same experience that I do
4: i, I I've had similar experiences uh, in many different uh, positions I've had. but i I guess I'm a little rude because I kind of think, well, too bad for you, I'm in the door now. You're gonna get where you're gonna get. And you know i'm I'm kind of. Uh, obviously, I'm an extrovert, uh, and I can just do that. And I have a good self confidence that I'm just I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. And if they fire me, well, okay, that's fine. I don't mind because um, I see often that you have to have somebody needs to come in some way, somehow. And I don't really care as to why, because it's the experience that people have with that individual on a daily basis moving forward that is really making the difference in how people think and is really what is either going to close that door and slam it hard, if that personality was the wrong one to hire, or it's gonna create lots of new opportunities. And and what I see often happens with uh, these quotas is that when you just get one, like just one woman or just one person from a non-local culture or just one person with whatever diversity thing, characteristic they have, whether it's age or religion or socioeconomic background or whatever it is, um when you only have one it creates noise it creates stress in many contexts it creates a very hard position for people to deal with they see you as a quota always whether or not you are that when you get more than one then people tend to forget all that and even if you were hired in as a quota, people don't see you that way. They don't think of you that way. They think of you as you, because there's you're not the only one that is that fits that box. And that's where you can start to really make a difference when you start to get not a majority, but at least a small minority of people who have diversity in some way, shape or form that really can show the advantages of that and show the advantages of who they are as individuals, regardless of whatever diversity hat they have on. Um, so I, you know, I agree with you, Linda. I I totally understand where you're coming from and it makes me mad and angry, but, you know, my way of dealing with that, just saying, ha ha, too bad for you. I'm in the door now, you know, and this is, You know, it's not a very necessarily very mature way of tackling it, but it is a way of then being able to actively change things uh, once I'm in the door, because in some situations, you, you can't even get start that conversation without being a quota.
2: No, I I agree with you, and I think that's the right approach. I just think it's very sad that we are still talking about it and like sharing on companies that show the figures uh, instead of actually talking about the contribution that we actually do, because I I would rather promote companies that say, hey, we achieved this due to our diversity plan, instead of saying, yay, we reached the goal, we are 50-50. It's like, yeah, but you forget about the importance in this. Why yeah. we are talking about it, why it is important, because it is. But it's yeah. more important than just the number, and we should start talking about the contribution instead of the numbers. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, This is so interesting. Okay, Linda, you are so forward-thinking. I do believe that you are uh, too much, you know, f- far away from most companies. I, I'm, I'm so happy to be here and, and um, patients, I do believe that I, I handle the situation in a similar way to what you are doing. Um, I, I try to be pragmatic about it because I also do believe that by being in that situation, I do have the opportunity to change things uh, for other persons in, in to, um, uh, to more in, in a most bigger extent. Uh, so, so I, <laughs> I, I, I do believe that if I end up in the management team and feel as a number, I, I would either uh, make a, a ruckus, you know, uh, or I would just go to another company or whatever, or I would milk it. So I would sit there, I would earn a lot of money and I would do a lot of value driven things on my spare time. Uh, So these are my three scenarios for myself. Uh, But but Linda, oh my God, yeah, as I said, this is, is, you are so cool. So I completely agree and and more companies should think in the same way.
2: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super happy to hear that because, yeah, I think this is so important. And of course you should do the best of it when you are in that situation. And I'm not sure I have ever been in that situation. It's just that the feeling and I don't want anyone to feel that they are just a number I want them to feel that they are hired because they can contribute with something I think it's so important also for what you bring to the company if you feel that you are just a number will you act and behave and do all the great things that you could achieve if you had the self-confidence that you were hired due to the competence?
3: Heard about that? The company is really hire women just to be able to keep the KPI up. Because I mean, if we look at it from another perspective, this means that they care or they are aware of the situation that we need to have a diversity. Because I remember that when I started my journey as a developer that there has been not many companies who were uh, even aware of that there is no many women in technology. But today it's more, there is more awareness. And I have also noticed that even big corporations and big companies, they really take into do this uh, diversity into their business plan and they discuss this, that how we can do it, but it's like, of course, it will take some time to get this mindset to really feel that we need to have a, we need to have a diversity and then we will have, of course, different ways of contributing because uh woman and man works in a different way and we all need each other. Uh, But um, I I see this as a positive, but I really understand your point too uh, that you are, of course, um, recruited because of your competence, because of your skill. It's not just because they can report that they have achieved the goals they have promised. But I see this as a positive at the same time that they are aware of the situation and uh, they take care of this when they recruit new people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um there's some there's some really interesting points there and and the, the asking why is is something I've never really thought about. Um I know obviously like you say the diversity and the awareness across a lot of companies is definitely there. Um so you will kind of ask yourself, is it there? Because it it should be there, or is it there for a genuine reason, for a genuine why? Um, but no, I think it's it's interesting. I think for me, especially as a recruiter in in my position, um, diversity we hear a lot about, but I've never questioned a company, and I've never said, well, "Why do you want more diversity? What will that?" Kind of bring you from a business point of view, from a, a goal point of view. Um, so, no, I think it's a, an interesting topic, and and like you say, it's definitely good that companies are aware of this issue. Um, but are they aware of it for the right reasons, and are they doing the the gender quotas for the right kind of aims?
2: Yeah, and I think we own ourselves to ask that question, um, especially if you are considering to different companies um, and going to the interviews ask if they have a plan and why do they have the plan? Because I'm kind of sure that they have a plan. Yeah. But the question is, can they answer on why? Is it for the right reasons? Because I think I see on LinkedIn several times that yes, now we have this uh, female leader, we have this female CEO. Why isn't it just mentioned as a CEO? mm Why do they promote that, yes, this is a female leader? And I think that is, uh, it is good that they are aware of it, but I count on that. (laughs) I count on them being aware of it. I want to know why.
4: Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely a good point um, and I think it kind of leads nicely onto to your topic, Patience, which was not just thinking about gender diversity, but everything in terms of age, nationality, religion, background, um, kind of disabilities as well. Um, what are the how and the why to, to hiring for true equality, so across everything across the board um, and how can we kind of get better at this?
4: Yeah, it's one of the things that I've been chewing on for probably about 15 plus years now, because I've worked in a lot of different industries. And um, one of the things I I noticed in Norway uh, many years ago when I was running a consulting company for entrepreneurs was that a large percentage of the entrepreneurs that came to me through the social services, uh, the welfare organization uh, to get advice on how to start up their own businesses. We're doing so not because they themselves wanted to be an entrepreneur and do a startup, but because it was the only option for them. They weren't able to get hired at a regular company and have a regular job because companies didn't know how to deal with them. They were too scary, seen as too high risk for one reason or another, whether it was because they had hearing impairments or sight impairments, or they were in a wheelchair, or they were fresh uh, new immigrants to the country, or they didn't have that specialized experience, they had more renaissance background, or they were over 55 or under 24, or, you know, like it was just Every single you know, nationality, religion, sexual preference, all these different backgrounds, they were being excluded from the, as we call it in Norway, A4 or generic cookie cutter box job market because they were different. And I found that uh, disheartening because the people that I met were insanely skilled. They were overqualified for absolutely everything. Most of them were far more qualified than me for for anything that could be done. And I just, I, I wanted to sort of break the ice for them and get them in the door somewhere and show people that there's no reason why this person cannot work for you. Um, and so, a lot of it is about connecting people up and so in i think seven different companies that i've been in now in norway over the last 15 years or so i've been sort of setting up these internship programs because everybody's willing to take an intern they don't really cost anything and they're really easy but if you can do it while well, you're connect up to a school to train immigrants or the national agency for people with uh, hearing impairments or sight impairments or functional impairments or any other organization that can give a constant flow of potential new candidates then people can meet in this workspace as opposed to in a private space and really get exposure and understand that, well, there are tools here that can help make this person, you know, solve that risk that you see is there and, you know, maybe that risk that you see when you really experience it isn't there. And I find that one of the main uh, arguments that seems to hit home with the companies that I'm working with is A, they're free and B, you know, the welfare agency can help support this and and C, it's good publicity. But the last one is really, it's a way of actually hiring and having staff in your company that reflect the actual population that you're trying to sell to and serve. And don't you want those voices in your own company so that you can make better products, as you were saying, Linda, and better services and really understand the context within which your clientele your customers live in? Like that should be a non-starter. Like that should that is so obvious, but so many companies don't have that, where, you know, companies where, you know, everybody is, You know, fairly homogeneous and we have departments that are that way and companies that are that way and, you know, uh, one of my earlier jobs, I was hired not only because I was a woman, but also because I was a foreigner, like I was a double whammy quota, they they hit the jackpot with me and they were like, woohoo, but you know, okay, you know, that's fine and that's, you know, sometimes what you need, but And I was able to bring in a whole lot of different people in that organization who they would have never even considered before. Um, and, And so I think we just need to be, you know, really pragmatic, as you were saying, Anna, about how do we open that door? How do we remove those ceilings and those barriers that people are afraid to talk about? Because diversity is also linked up with prejudice and racism and fear and a lot of other emotional baggage that makes it very very difficult for people to talk about um and so you know that's sort of been my approach and my you know secret mission (laughs) across the different jobs i've had but you know i'd be really interested in in sort of hearing if any of you guys have other ways of really bringing in that diversity in a real way that can be lasting? Because I I try to set it up so that even when I go, they can continue because they have those connections with those agencies or organizations. But, you know, have you guys had good or bad experience with that? Or do
2: you have any thoughts on that? For me, it sounds like a dream. I would hire all of them. <laughs> I think that I, I think that we need we need to push. As, as I said, it's not about the gender. It's not about your nationality. It's not about anything else than the competence and what you can bring to the company uh, in form of your personality and everything that you have within you. So I think that is so much more important than anything else. And if you build a team that is truly diverse in all different levels, then you will have a really, really good foundation for something great. And that is exactly what my question was all about. Asking the company, why do you work on diversity plans? Why do you think it is important? Because that is what I want to see in a company where I will start working at. For me, that is super important, and that's what I mean also with the including culture to include everyone because that's where you get the insights.
1: I believe that you know setting up these uh, these internships uh, at the companies are a really good idea. I wish I had thought of that first, but you know, it's, it's genius. I I will definitely start doing the same in my defense. I only been a manager for a year, you know, so I I do have some time left to do good things. Right. Uh, No, but, but honestly I do believe that, that what I have been trying to do also before I was a manager is to open doors, you know, as we have talked about uh, during this hour and um, but internship is a much better way to do. However, uh, so I, I actually tried to, to create these connections. So between um, persons that might normally not be considered for certain jobs even though they are perfectly qualified to do it and in you know a lot of times also more qualified than you know people actually applying or the some to the friend of one of the managers <laughs> that has happened uh, so so I, I try to, to you know set up or uh, open doors between these kinds of social networks for instance where you you can post about works uh, you know, reach out to, to much more people in, in from from different uh, with different backgrounds and with different experiences so on and then make sure that uh, not only the HR department had these uh, these connections then but also all the hiring managers, uh, But I'm definitely going to steal the internship (laughs) idea.
3: And those internships and training programs, it really affect age diversity as well. I mean, of course, it's really good to have experienced people on board, but it's good to like work with uh, new uh, graduates. And having that uh, diversity in the company, like uh, from age of 25 to 50, it's a very good age range, which means that there is a lot of creativity, experience and different perspectives. So I also really encourage uh, those internships and also the trainee programs, which become actually very popular nowadays in Sweden. So it really uh, served a purpose, I think
0: yeah it's a it's a great idea and and touching on the age thing there so i um i have one of my freelancers works within another team at, at Telia, and he's only 28, 29, so quite young. And then on paper, um, obviously, isn't as experienced as some of the other devs. That when we was recruiting for this position, um, we applied, applied quite. There was a lot that applied for it, and he started in that role. And the feedback from from the manager Remco, who you know, patience, has just been so good that he's he's one of the best that he's ever hired, mm-hmm. and he's actually now stepped up into a lead position and for someone that is is quite young and still quite junior in terms of experience his knowledge and his his maturity speaks for itself and I think when when people are in a position of hiring um, you definitely need to keep the open mind and you need to strive to not think of someone as a young person who's inexperienced or not think of someone who's a woman maybe not as, as competent as a man or things like that or from a different Background. I think having an open mind is the best way to go. Um, but it, it can be difficult. I know. I know some companies they they get quite used to the way that they hire and they don't like to change from the norm. Um, but yeah, I think the some of the things you mentioned here are definitely interesting to kind of boost that and get get a diverse culture.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and Tuchi, we'll go to you now about your your question. Now, a little slight difference because you're um, you're an experienced developer, um, and obviously your position as a mentor uh, kind of gives you a different experience. But tell me more about kind of your thoughts around diversity within tech from your perspective.
3: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, um, I, I remember when I started, there was no like talk about uh, gender diversity. Even though I'm I'm not that old, so I really see that there is a positive development. But I don't mean that we are done. But it's good that we have uh, this this talks and we we discuss this, and and uh, I, I know that uh, the company that I work before also very. Uh, interested in this idea and when I know that they have a recruitment strategy and when they recruit they really take care of this uh, diversity and they have a good why because they really appreciate women in tech and they would like to see more competent uh, women in technology together with men because we are like uh, we need each other and we need each other's uh, uh, competence as well but in my uh, own experience, what I see that we women, we don't that much encourage other women. And that is why I started this idea to to mentor other women in technology. Because it's good that we discuss and we try to we have these discussions with men. But we as a woman, we should also speak up and as a role model, uh, inspire others because Uh, We have different uh, competences, we have different skill sets, and we are actually an inspiration to other women and sometimes when I mentor other women, I really uh, realize that when they hear that they can, they are needed, they really feel better, even though this is, because sometimes you really want to hear this from someone else who has worked in the field for many years, then they give you the encouragement and it feels good that they really feel that they can do this, even though maybe they have uh, working in a different industry and they want to switch career, which is very brave, um, so that's something that I also like um, highlight, that we women, we also encourage others, other women, and encourage that technology is an evolving field, and we women in a diff- like different uh, competences, we are very needed in this field. And and this is also something that actually is is evolving, Uh, especially in Sweden. There are lots of uh, courses, nonprofit organizations where they encourage other women and they give a lot of um, like boot camps where you can um, work as a developer in a very short period of time, even though you you don't have any degree. Uh, so there are lots of opportunities out there for anyone that who has a genuine interest in, in tech. And this is, I think, positive because I have never heard about boot camp or uh, like a uh, trainee program when I, I was graduated and I got my first job. So it has been a, a development since then. Uh, so I see it as a positive, but we have a lot of work to do. But it's—I I really feel positive about that, and I really appreciate this talk uh, to have this conversation with different uh, women from different roles and different competences. It's really interesting to have some something in common, even though I'm more like the the development uh, side, development team side. Yeah.
2: And
4: I, th- I think that's uh, really super important, uh, all the, the mentoring side of things, um, because I've been in uh, several organizations where um, there have been very well intentioned men mm-hmm. who have wanted to support and mentor women, but they just haven't understood what the challenge is because they don't see it and they don't experience it and they don't hear the comments and they don't see the they aren't living the situation in the same way and in some ways that's really awesome because sometimes you just need to get out of your own head because mm-hmm. you're just making it a worse situation than it actually is but sometimes you need somebody who's been there done that yeah who can really, empathize with Mm -hmm. you in a way that is meaningful and gives you that sense of support Mm -hmm. and of being heard because sometimes that's really what matters Mm -hmm. and it's not the solution per se that either you come up with or your mentor suggests or, or however you brainstorm to but it's more just the I'm not crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's the this is this is a legit thing that is happening and it's happened to others and Mm -hmm. and to feel validated Mm -hmm. by somebody else who understands the context that you were in so so I really applaud that and I think it's it's a super thing that you're doing um, and that we should all do because it's so important for people's mental health and understanding Mm -hmm. of the situation they're in and to provide them with the strength to be able to tackle the challenges mm-hmm. however they may appear and especially with working from home like oh my gosh yeah. it, it's everything harder um so i think it's super super important
3: yeah Because when you are a mentor, you actually show them that it is possible because that is what they are looking for. That's what they want to hear, especially new graduates that they haven't been in the field yet or like the ones that they are brave enough to make this career switch and they would like to hear like what would be my daily job look like if I start my or if I switch my career as a developer or as a product owner or as a manager. So yeah, everyone's experience is very unique and your story actually because like here we have a different story, we have a different background uh, and everyone is an inspiration to others and to encourage other women to really Uh, work in this industry and we really like um, explain them that technology is not a field where you should have a tech uh, skill if you have it's really good if you don't you are uh, you you should have or you you have other like uh, competences where you can contribute uh, with uh, in this field like your communication skills and other skills that you have build up during in in your past career everything you have is needed and and welcome uh, people will really make the difference i guess yeah
1: i'm really curious uh, because i i'm also uh, i mean when when i mentor people i usually see it as that you know we mentor each other because you can learn so much from each other um but but i have thought about you know how to how to uh, reach out and and help as many as possible, you know, how to contribute in in the optimal way. Are you having mentor sessions for multiple persons at the same time or are you having one-on-ones?
3: Uh, I have been running some webinars, some free webinars where I can talk about myself, my journey and how I can help them and show them like the opportunities in technology and talk about like the career paths. For example, as a developer or a tester, you know, we have different roles in technology. And then now what I'm offering is one-to-one because that is what I feel that they really would like to have personalized mentoring because in group, of course, you can get a lot of benefit in the group calls as well, but when it is one-to-one, it's very personalized and they really would like to get direct uh, mentoring to their situation. That is most uh, appreciated uh, in, in my knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it's awesome, and and I think that you are spot on. And this is super important, and as you say, it goes for all the roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's so important to show what what we can, what we can do. Uh, as you say, all the different uh, ways that you can grow, uh, and. When it comes to mentorship, uh, as you said, Anna, you also learn from being a mentor because you learn from everyone you have a conversation with. There is always something to learn if you are humble and if you have your ears open and you truly listen, Mm. there's always things to, to learn. And that communication is so important.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I learn from their their story and their success. Like witnessing where they were and what they have achieved is like priceless. I can't even express the, the happiness I, I I feel when I see them they got the job that they were dreaming before, which they didn't believe that it was possible. So we all have this, uh, actually, the the encouragement and competence uh, an encouragement to others. Uh, so
0: yeah, no, it's it's such a good good idea. I think. Um, The mindset of being able to learn and taking everything as a learning opportunity is great regardless of of who you are, your position, your your industry Um, and I think it kind of moves us on to thinking about being a mentor or giving advice. Something I wanted to ask from from you ladies is for the people listening who may be a woman, maybe from a different background, just someone who is is thinking about moving into a new position or they're in a new position how can they not let others opinions form their decisions or be a a guide for how they act because i think sometimes i know we've kind of touched on it there is a mental internal barrier and kind of you feel should i be doing this because i'm a woman should i be doing this because i'm i'm from a different country um so yeah if there's any advice you guys have got for anyone listening i think that'd be super helpful
2: i think it's important to ask for help not being too proud Uh, ask for help and and reach out to other people that you either look up to or that you feel can can work with you because maybe you have the the same personality or you go hand in hand um, and just try to work together. Don't be shy and stay humble.
1: No, I I agree. Uh, And you champion each other, so to say. So... uh, I mean, it, it might be tricky to talk about yourself. I, I know that a lot of my female friends tell me, that, you know, it's easier to speak for others compared to speaking for yourself. And and of course, I have the same problem. But I do believe that if I do speak for others, you know, and create a culture where they speak for me as well, we actually do help each other to, to, to reach new heights, so to say. So just as Linda said, we have to work together
4: for it. I think one of the challenges is if you think too much about other people's opinions, human beings, we're we're super complex and we change our opinions on things like all the time, which is why market research is being done nonstop in every single country, all across the world. Um, And so I think you're just setting yourself up for failure because what somebody expects you to be like my boss currently may say, well, you're not aggressive enough. And my former boss may say you were too aggressive, you know, and you're always going to have somebody thinks the exact opposite of what somebody else just told you. And it's not a life if you are constantly trying to tell your, yourself to what other people think you should be. Now, That is much easier said than done. Right. It is social pressure is real and it is insanely difficult. But the you know, if you're really thinking about how do you want to be happy in your career and how do you want to be happy as an individual? It really doesn't matter what anybody else says or does, you need need to be true to yourself and do what feels right for you as an individual. And as you said, Linda, ask for help so that people around you can help support you to be who you want to be and to help reinforce what you feel you would like to show and demonstrate Mm -hmm. in your role or as a woman or as a individual with whatever background you have, Um, But it's it's a challenging thing and it's going to be something that you face your entire life and you know it's one of those things where you just gotta be willing to take the risk because the reward is so worth it because if you don't and you just you know try to be what everybody wants you to be you're gonna be miserable and you're not gonna achieve what you want and you're never going to get it right anyway you're always going to be not what somebody wants you to be because it's ever-changing um so you don't really have a choice (laughs) you gotta just go
0: for it yeah i think that's so true and someone once said to me um someone else's opinion isn't anything to, of, of yourself isn't anything to do with you like they can think that about you they can have that opinion but is that any of your business like is that for you to take on i mean and in reality it isn't because like you said you can't you can't please everyone um there's no there's no way way on earth you could do that
1: it, it's still tricky i mean typical swedish is of course the so-called jantelag you know that you shouldn't uh uh, you shouldn't lift yourself up uh, compared to others, and so on. So, so it, it's not only that it's tricky. If you, you know, if you do, if you want to do something new, you also have this kind of social pressure, very Swedish social pressure, to work against. But you still have to do it, just as you said, patience. It's yeah. still necessary to to be brave.
4: And and being true to yourself isn't necessarily lifting yourself up above others. No, right? I- so it doesn't have to be a conflict it may be in some cases absolutely inside right you have to shift the mindset yeah but it takes practice yeah
1: (laughs) and some failures now and then that it's worth it just as you said
4: (laughs) yeah definitely
0: um no it's it's great advice And, and is there anything else anybody wanted to mention or cover
3: I mean the, the challenges you have faced today, I think that someone else has also experienced that uh, before as well. So don't feel that you are the only one on this earth who has this challenge. So that's why it's very uh, valid to ask someone who has already gone that path and it's uh, it could be a mentor, it could be someone who can support you to go through that challenge because we are humans, we have challenges and we are developed Uh, and uh, the challenges we have faced with uh, maybe someone else uh, has already has a solution, just ask for it and grab it. So it's that simple, don't feel that it's my problem, I need to find a solution. If you don't have the knowledge, then you will probably not find a solution, but you have people around you who could help you go through it. So, yeah, that would be my suggestion.
1: And then fake it till you make it. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
0: I think there's been um, some real good bits of advice. I mean, um, being strong, being brave, being courageous and, and not thinking too much about... Why you're you're at a loss, or why you're at a negative? I think something that comes across from from all you ladies is really trying to make things a positive and and turning any kind of situation on its head. Um, so no, it's it's really inspiring, and I think um, yeah, it's interesting to see how how this will develop, and who knows, maybe in in 30, 40 years, there might be true diverse cultures across all the tech companies. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. <laughs>
4: I hope it's sooner than that. Thirty 40 <laughs> years is way too long.
0: Yeah, I know. I think um, I think we get the, some of the things that, that you said, patients, like the internship, and and like what you said, Tuchi, about being aware. Um, I feel like this is really the starting point. This is really the starting blocks, and and hopefully there'll be even more ideas and more kind of innovative things that come in to to help with this.